0: An offense is the bait of Satan to pull you, the believer, into his captivity. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp of com, And today we have part three of John Bevere's message about the bait of Satan and how offense is the bait of Satan to keep us basically trapped and not moving forward with God. Here's John.
1: Do you think that guy, when that football player, when he's blown out his knee and you put 20 pounds on the leg curling machine, you think it's gonna feel good? He's gonna scream with pain. And so I, I start praying like that every day, on purpose, for five minutes at least, I'd pray for him. Everything I wanted, I prayed for him. Well, after a couple weeks, it started getting a little bit stronger. What's happening? I'm starting to get healed. A few more weeks, it's getting a little stronger. A few more weeks, I'm out one day in a place of prayer. I'm deep in prayer. And I remember, without even really consciously thinking about it, I screamed his name out, and I said this. I said, so and so, I love you. And when I said, I love you, it was like junk came out of my gut. I thought, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. So I went home. I said, my wife, I said, this is so amazing. I'm healed. So two weeks later, I see him again. Another little ant eh, on the inside. I thought, now what? Now my wife, who is so prophetic, believe me, between my wife and the Holy Spirit, I can't get away with anything, and I like that. So my wife, just out of the blue, sits me down on the couch and she puts her arm around me. She goes, "Honey, you need to go to him." I said, "Oh!" I jumped up off the couch. I said, "No, no, 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 no." I've prayed, I've exercised, I don't need to go to him. She said, "Okay." So I went out and prayed. I said, "Lord, do I need to go to him?" The Lord said, "Yes." Now, do you know when Jesus said, if your brother sins against you, go to him? Can I show you the way most people interpret that? You want to jump back up here with me, Joe? This is the way most people interpret this scripture. Watch this. Joe, I just want you to know you did this, you did this, you did this, but I forgive you. Okay, what are they doing? They're using that scripture as a license to go tell you how bad you treated me. Like, if somebody looks at you and says, now, brother, I love you, but when they say, but, put up the umbrella, because here comes the vomit, okay? So... (laughs) That's not what Jesus had in mind when he said, go to your brother. What he has in mind is the purpose of reconciliation. Now, there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, and most Christians miss it. They lump the two together. If you really want to know the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, look at the cross. When did Jesus forgive you and I? When he hung on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He wasn't just speaking to the soldiers in the Sanhedrin. He was speaking to the next generation, the next generation, the next generation, because our sins put him there. You with me? You know what a lot of people say to me? I'll forgive them when they apologize. What if Jesus would have waited for you to apologize before he forgave you? You would have been in deep hell, and I would have been in deep hell. But he forgave us before we ever said, I'm sorry. You still with me? You're going to be in an Anglican church now. I'm just having fun. I'm trying to let you breathe for a second when were we reconciled back to God? When we repented and we said, I'm sorry, you were right, I was wrong, forgive me. What led us to repentance? The goodness of God. Didn't he cause the sun to shine on you before you got saved? So you know what Jesus is saying? Go to your brother and create an atmosphere of goodness that's going to want to make him say, I'm sorry. When you go, you did this and this and this and this, but I forgive you. You know what he wants to say? Excuse me, right? Or argue with you, right? So this is what the Lord led me to do through my wife. I bought this guy a gift, a really nice gift, a gift I'd like to have. You understand? That's a real gift. And I gave this to him, right? He opens it up, and I'll never forget. (laughs) He opens his mouth, and his eyes are just like this, right? There you go, just like that. (laughs) He's speechless. So this is the way I opened it up. I said, listen, (laughs) I said, I've been in prayer. I've been in prayer, and the Lord's really dealt with my heart. I've been very critical and judgmental of you. And he goes, he goes, no, you haven't. I said, oh, yeah, I have. And he said, really? I said, yeah. Well, you know what did? It opened him up, and he shared his frustration. And after we talked for an hour, we came together like this, and we have been like this ever since. Thanks, Joe. You're amazing. <clears throat> Three days later, I looked at my wife, and I said, you know what? When I first met him, he could do no wrong in my eyes, and I loved him. I said, that's immature love. I said, then I saw his faults, and his faults were directed at me. I didn't love him anymore. That's immature love. I said, now, Lisa, I still see his faults, but I love him with the intensity of when I first met him. I said, Lisa, that's got to be the love of God, because the love of God covers the multitude of sins. Jesus made a statement in Luke 17, verse 1. He said it is impossible. Look at the scripture. It is impossible that no offenses should come. Do you know what he's literally saying there? If you breathe air, you will have the opportunity to be offended. Okay? But what you do with that offense will determine your future. Either you'll become bitter or you'll become stronger, but you'll never be the same. Now, the Greek word for offense that he uses in Luke 17, verse 1, is actually an ancient Greek word. Scandalon. It was used originally to describe the bait stick of a trap that hunters would use to catch small animals and birds. The hunter would place the bait on the Scandalon, the animal would take it, and the trap would close and either capture it or kill it. Thereby, an offense is the bait of Satan to pull you, the believer, into his captivity. Paul confirms this by saying to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, that those who are in opposition with each other, those who are offended with one another, are taken captive of Satan to do Satan's will. Scary thing is you can still be in the ministry, still be a member of a church, but you're taken captive. A man I really respect had a vision, a very vivid vision of the armies of hell that would march against the church in the final days before the second coming. He said, in the vision, as the demon armies got closer, he noticed they were not riding, the demons were not riding on the backs of horses. They were riding on the backs of Christians who had been offended. They believed, and he said, in the vision, they believed they were serving God, but in actuality, they were captive of Satan. Let me end it with this. I was getting ready to speak in a conference one night. Before I got up to speak, the conference was jam-packed. A man gets up on the platform, 36 years old. He, He was gruff, he had a beard, looked like a construction worker, didn't look like the crying type, but he was crying. The man looked at us and said, I've been in church almost all my life. I was raised in the church and he said, but all my life I've sensed a wall between me and God. I would watch people get touched by the presence of God and it'd be like a wall. He said, a couple weeks ago, somebody handed me the book, The Bait of Satan. That's the book I've been preaching out of. He said, I read the whole book in two days. And he said, when I finished the book, I realized I held unforgiveness against my mother because my mother gave me away when I was six weeks old. He said, so I contacted my birth mother and talked to her for the second time in 36 years. He said, mom, I've held unforgiveness against you for 36 years for giving me away. She began weeping on the phone. She said, I've hated myself for 36 years for giving you up. He forgave her, she forgave herself. Now the story gets really good. Now the man's got tears pouring off his beard onto his shirt. He said, now the wall that's been there for all these years between me and God is completely gone. He said, I've been crying like this in my prayer times in the morning when I get in services like this. Do you have the right to be offended? You have the right to do anything because God gave you free will. But if you want the presence of God, if you want to walk with him, You do not have the right to be offended. Did you get something out of this today?
0: That was John Bevere, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under John Bevere, the bait of Satan. You can also find out more information about him at his ministry website. It's actually he and Lisa Bevere's website, and that is Messenger International Dot org. Well, that is all I have for you today. Remember, if you get a chance, please rate or review this podcast. Head over to iTunes and, and submit that there. And I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.